Jackie Holloway. She teaches us that Canvas can do miracles. That's the name of her nonprofit. And you get to meet her and learn all about her incredible story with today's episode of the Big Ideas Welcome Podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Chris McAdoo. Honored to be in your ears and honored to bring back the one and only Jalen Baker to have these incredible conversations with recent graduates from the 100 Knoxville Business Accelerator Program from the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, a business accelerator, a nonprofit business accelerator located in the heart of downtown Knoxville, Tennessee, otherwise known as the Maker City. The Maker City. Speaking of, Jackie is an incredible artist. She's the founder of Canvas Can Do Miracles, and she recently graduated from the 100 Knoxville program, uh, which was started by KEC with the goal of growing Black-owned businesses by $10 million in five years. Jackie is incredible. She has a deep passion for helping people recovering from substance abuse, and she offers free art classes to the Knoxville community, specifically focusing on investing in Black youth to teach these classes. So super incredible, raising up the next generation of makers. And if you connect with Jackie's mission as you listen to her story, please reach out to her, go volunteer, donate, and get involved. Y'all, I'm so excited for y'all to hear this conversation with Jalen Baker and Jackie Holloway. Thank you to Bank of America for making all of this possible. Jackie, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. Um, so you are the, well, first, you're a multimedia artist. I am. But you're also the founder of Canvas Can Do Miracles. Tell me what was the path to start that organization? It was a very difficult path because I was addicted to crack cocaine for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And that's what led to my vision after recovery, my vision for the Canvas Can Do Miracles to help people that are struggling with substance abuse. Yeah. And tell me, when you were going through that, I mean, the, the struggle to recover, I'm sure it was a back and forth, sometimes, you know, cyclical, not always linear. That's um, did you have a support system that was walking with you or how did you get through that? How'd you no, I did overcome? not have a support system. And that's the reason why I formed Canvas Can Do Miracles, mm. to give people a support system during that process, because it is so very crucial to your recovery that you have individuals backing you yeah until you get to be that for people now that's amazing that's so amazing um what i really love i remember i guess it was like two years ago or something i read your story on inside of knoxville and i immediately was like i have to meet this woman (laughs) like i literally emailed you that day i was like can i come and just volunteer somehow whatever you're doing i want to support um what i love about your organization is that it really is open to everyone like it's whether you're a kid, whether you're an adult, whether you are addicted or experiencing recovery or whatever it is, you welcome all. Why do you think you have that, that mentality? What, what spawned that in you? Um, because I feel that um, I'm a Christian and I believe the creator that created everything has those same attributes in everyone. And so, but we don't use those sometimes. And so I feel that that the art and the creative side in everyone can bring wholeness and 
peace and solitude, yeah. all a lot of things to your life. And so that's why I offer it to everyone. I want everyone to be creative because it can be so healing for us. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you're right, everybody has that inside of they them. Do. So they it's do. It's beautiful to get to draw that out. A lot of times we don't use it because we compare ourselves with people that have this special gift mm-hmm. as an artist. But everyone has the creative yeah. spirit in themselves. Yeah. When you are creating for yourself, mm-hmm. what are um, some of the inspirations that you draw from? What, in- mm. what inspires you to create? Nature. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times nature is, is my draw. And so I use a lot of natural products and, and that is my inspiration. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm imagining you just like taking a walk somewhere and just being like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's how you exactly. do it? Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So when I first started my recovery, uh-huh. I was walking and found a piece and I named it Joe, but it looks like a person's body. Mm. The head is missing, the arms and hands, or it looks like it's disfigured and cut off, the hands cut off, feet cut off. Yeah. But it looks like a person's body. And so as soon as I picked this piece up, my spirit spoke to me and said that it doesn't matter what scars I have from my past. I can use what's left and go forward and praise God. And so that's what I try to do in my everyday walk. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. Um. Okay, when I met you, you were in a space right off of Magnolia Avenue, um, and it was like an artist studio slash gallery. I know you've lost that space, but tell me the pivot that you've had to make since. Like, where are you now? How are you practicing your art? Well, as you know, um, that was an event center, and we operated there um, for about two and a half years. But right now, we're just operating as a satellite uh, with satellite locations, so we still have our youth opportunity uh, program during the summer and the spring where we okay. hire young people ages 12 to 29 to go to neighborhood centers and teach art. And yeah. so we still have those satellite locations, but we are desperately looking for a facility for a main okay. location. Okay. Mm-hmm. So keep our eyes out. Yes, okay. yes ma'am. <laughs> Um, how, so you, you're at satellite locations. How did those partnerships come about to where you, you've been able to join with someone else who has a space or has people Right. And you get to bring your, so we started oh. in 20, um, 2008, okay. uh, at the literacy imperative. And we had already partnered with the boys and girls club awesome. and different okay. other organizations. So now we're just reaching back out to those organizations and seeing if they need or art programs and they do and so we uh, align ourselves with those partnerships so that the young people can peer-to-peer teach Mm -hmm. uh, art in the neighborhood centers and so it's working out very well yeah and how are you going about equipping these young people to teach because it's one thing to love Mm -hmm. art but then to actually pass it on to someone else <laughs> well um, I'm not a licensed teacher or anything like that but I share my experience and my skills and my knowledge with the, the students they go through a training period which okay. they're in now okay and so we talk about the foundations of art because that's what they're teaching in the neighborhood centers okay um, so to give people a foundation on learning how to draw and learn how to paint and so we start with the basics and then we let you flourish so mm-hmm. we fo- 
we train them in all aspects, whether they want it to be a hobby or if they're looking to have a career in art. So we want to walk with them whatever path they want. Yeah. And one thing you shared with me before Mm -hmm. um, when we talked about your story is that you really want to see more black art in Knoxville. Oh, yes. There's a gap there. Yes, there is a gap. Uh, African-American artists here in Knoxville, uh, I find that there's few and far between as far as exposure. Yeah. And so I would like more exposure in the galleries. I would like more Black-owned galleries. Mm-hmm. And so that's my goal is yeah. to increase those numbers here in Knoxville. Working on it. Mm-hmm. Working on it. Um, and I've also seen Canvas Kingdom Miracles just like out in the street. So yes. sometimes we get into galleries and that is valuable and important, but also making art accessible to folks that might not walk into a gallery That's and bring right. art to them. That's right. Um, how have you been able to do that? Recently? Well, before we got our location and after, we also went to the homeless camps uh-huh. and we took art supplies and food uh, to them and encouraged them to still do art as um, therapy because um, when you're homeless, you're going through a lot of stressful time. Yeah. Even though just a, a small sketch pad can mm-hmm. really make a difference in your mental health. Yeah. And so that's what we did. And we'd like to, to do that again. We struggle with funding um, yeah. because we have so many ideas that we'd like to do. But, of course, everything costs. Yeah. Okay. I was um, One of my questions was, what has been the biggest challenge you've experienced since becoming a nonprofit? But funding. And that is huge, funding. It is huge. One. Yes. And volunteers. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody says... You know, this is a great idea, but then just to have the the uh, volunteers to come and back it, sometimes it's, yeah. they're just not there. So I would like um, more volunteers. More. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're getting this out into the world. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let them know. Um, tell me about your experience going through the 100 Knoxville program, mm. specifically as a nonprofit. Because I think a lot of, a lot of folks that I've interviewed are more on the you know profit business side. Right. So d- how did you feel um, it benefited you as a nonprofit leader? Well, the information that I got was valuable to me because as a nonprofit, you're kind of um, um, by yourself in regards to a lot of different things. And so the information that I acquired through 100 Knoxville was valuable and keeping me aligned with everything that I need to do and, and help me with resources and setting up policies and procedures as nonprofits. Sometimes we we're so passionate on the, the work side that the administrative side suffers. And that's exactly what was happening with Canvas Can Do Miracles. So now we're trying to focus more on getting our administrative and our uh, operational side uh, up to organize. Yeah. Uh-huh. To, yeah. Okay. Amazing. Um, what was your experience with your mentor? Um, he is a fabulous mentor and he worked with us during a stressful time that he was going through. Mm. So that spoke to me that he still had time to reach out and touch wow. other organizations, even going yeah. through what he was going through. And so I really appreciated that. Yeah. And we still touch base. And so um, it, was, awesome. it was a uh, relationship that I think will follow me all through Good. my life. Good. I, I was just specifically wondering, I, I feel like in the 
nonprofit space or when you're you know offering care or services, it can be really hard to get poured into because you're always pouring out. Yes. And so um, it's good to hear that you were supported and, and built yes. up in that way. Rico Hopewell is, yeah. was my mentor. He's incredible. And he is incredible. And he has such a passion for his work. And it just really um, gave me a spark because I was kind of going through a depression mm -hmm. because of all the changes that my organization have gone through. So yeah. it really spoke to me to keep going and good and and be inspired. Oh, I'm glad. Mm -hmm. What are some of your um, self-care practices to help you, you know, stay invigorated and keep coming back full and ready to give? Right now I'm I'm pouring into my garden. Okay. Oh, yes. that's so that's what are you giving, growing? I'm growing um this year we I have um, blackberries, grapes, I have um, spinach, uh -huh. I have uh, tomatoes, uh, then flowers. Okay. Hydrangeas uh, are big in right now. Yeah. And so I've got four plants that I've planted in okay. the ground and I'm babying them right now. Oh my gosh. And elephant awesome. ears. So yes. my garden looks wonderful. That's amazing. <laughs> it's almost like growing art. I, yes, I think exactly. of gardens as growing exactly. art. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. What is one way that Knoxville can support you right now? You you alluded to it earlier, but tell us if there's anything you could ask of Knoxville, what would you ask? Money. Money. Say it um, louder. Money. <laughs> cash. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. We, we pay our, our uh, youth um, ages uh, 12 to 17. We pay them $14 an hour. Okay. We pay the 18 to 29-year-olds, we pay them $24 an hour okay. as art teachers. So the more money we have, the more you can pay your, kids yeah. we can hire. We have six locations. We have potentially nine locations wanting us. Okay. But, but we need the people. money to mm. be able to pay the young people to go to those locations. Okay. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, please, if you're listening, make sure that you support Canvas Can Do Miracles and Jackie Holloway's work in Knoxville as she brings more art to the kids and the folks that live here. Thanks Thank for you. being here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Big Ideas Welcome Podcast. This show is produced and edited by Anthony Palmer and is part of the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. Big Ideas Welcome is hosted by Chris McAdoo and brought to you by the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, a nonprofit business accelerator located in the heart of downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. You can learn more at knoxcc.com and submit your own big ideas and entrepreneurial adventures at madefornoxville.com.